All right, it is so good that you have joined us online. Welcome, 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 and uh, Merry Christmas to you all. I hope you have your uh, families around or friends around uh, a computer screen. Isn't that so warm and welcoming? <laughs> but I hope you are enjoying that. Uh, I just want to give you a short devotional about a Christmas wish. What would your Christmas wish be? What would your Christmas wish be? I've heard uh, a little story about this on the radio. They actually did a program, and they went around on the street asking people, what would your Christmas wish be? And it's funny, the first person they talked to, they said, I want the freedom to travel the world. And I go, okay, that's a pretty cool Christmas wish, especially with all the lockdowns. Wouldn't that be a great wish to have, you know, all those things, you know, removed, all the restrictions moved? The second one was hilarious, was hilarious. They interviewed this one guy, and I'm not sure what kind of accent he had, but he, uh, he sort of pulled off. He said, I want a beautiful woman to love me. <laughs> and I go, okay, wow, that's an interesting wish. And then right after that, they had a young woman, I want a husband. I thought maybe they should actually pull, uh, pull those two together. Someone else uh, had a Christmas wish that was a little bit more realistic. Uh, I want to win the lotto. <laughs> he just wants to win the lotto. Someone else wanted a billion dollars. So what would a Christmas wish be? What would a great Christmas wish be? It's interesting, as I was thinking about this, a, a word came to mind. And all of a sudden, I realized this word was better than any of those other wishes. And here's why. Try and put this phrase behind any of those wishes and see how important this one word is. Here's what the phrase is I want you to put behind it. Without peace. Without peace. Wouldn't it be something to say, yes, I have freedom to travel the world, but without peace. You go, no, no thank you. I want someone to love me, but without peace. No thanks. I want I want a person to spend the rest of my life with, but without peace? I don't know. Win the lotto, but without peace. It's interesting without that, with that, that one phrase, without peace, I realized how important peace is. How important peace is, it looms so large, it sort of encompasses all the other wishes and sort of makes any other wish without it an epic fail. And so that's why the wish that God has brought or the, the gift that God has brought to us at Christmas is so perfect. In Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14, this is what it says. These, uh, Tina, our, uh, our executive uh, assistant there, she did such a great job of just uh, reading it. Thanks so much, Tina. But this is where the shepherds hear about uh, the, the coming of the Messiah. And the angels announce. And of course, they're in the middle of the night, in the middle of the field, half asleep. And the first things the angels say is, don't be afraid. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Don't be afraid, he said. And this is an angel speaking. I bring you good news. Isn't that great? Good news means gospel. Jesus' coming is always about good news. I bring you good news that will be of great joy, that will bring great joy 
to all people, not just a certain people group, not to one religion. It is actually something that anybody who has faith in Jesus Christ, no matter what your background, as long as you trust in him, that you will have joy to all people. Yes, the Savior, not a Savior, the Savior of the world, the Messiah. Yes, the Messiah, the one that they had been waiting for, the Lord, if you understand sort of the background of that, that word, actually they're saying God. So our Savior, the Messiah and God, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognize him by the sign. You, you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, laying in a manger. Uh, the angels assumed that once they said, hey, the Messiah is here, he is in Bethlehem, these shepherds will drop everything they're going to do and find Jesus. They just assumed that and said, okay, here's the sign when you, when you see a, a child wrapped in, in tightling cloths, yeah, yeah, but lying in a feed trough. Oh, okay, that's kind of different. And so I can just see them going from barn to barn, any baby in this barn. <laughs> Right after that message, this is what happened. Suddenly, I love the word suddenly, the angel was joined with a vast host of other angels. The armies of heaven, praising God, saying, we know the armies of heaven equals about 10,000 times 10,000. I don't know my math, but that's a lot. The sky is filled with glorious heavenly beings. And this is what they're saying. Glory to God in the highest heaven. And here it is. Peace on earth. To those with whom God is pleased. Peace on earth. A lot of people put the period on peace on earth and they're saying, hold on, Jesus didn't bring peace to earth as if there weren't any wars. In fact, there's songs written about it. But, but it, Jesus reminded us that his kingdom isn't about this earth. It's actually peace on earth to individuals, to people, to people. It's about individuals who please God. Say, great. Only those people will get peace who please God. Thanks a lot. Now I have to try and be better and better and please God. But you don't know what it takes to please God, do you? If you think that way. Actually, the Bible is very clear. There is only one thing that pleases God. And that's found in Hebrews 11.6. The only thing that pleases God is those people who have faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So these angels were announcing, listen, listen, for the first time ever, there's a depth of peace that's going to come to individuals who have faith in God. And that's Jesus Christ's Christmas gift of peace. His Christmas gift of peace. Jesus' Christmas gift is peace to us. Doesn't that sound fantastic? Peace, yeah. Peace. You can almost breathe deep and hear it go... Bring on the peace, peace of soul, peace of mind. Any time, if we needed a, a, a time of peace, isn't it now? Isn't it now the crazy stuff that's going on in our community? We need peace like no other time. Near the end of his life, Jesus confirmed that he was going to bring that, this, this gift. And he says this in John 14, 27. John 14 is this chapter in, in the Bible where Jesus is saying goodbye. He starts off with saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. I'm preparing a place for you. But he also says, listen, in this life, you're going to have a lot of troubles. In this life, you're going to have a lot of troubles. He doesn't say he's going to take his troubles, our troubles away. But then this is what he follows it up with in John 14, 27. But I'm leaving you with a gift. What's the gift? It's the same gift the angels announced. Peace of mind 
and heart. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. You look up in the self-help section. This is better than a self-help section. This is better than meditation. This is better than mindfulness. This is better than anything else anybody can think of. This is a piece I'm going to give you, supernatural, from me, the Prince of Peace. So don't be troubled or afraid. It's interesting, the world can only really understand peace when there's no trouble. Jesus already told us there's going to be trouble. But guess what? He's going to bring peace, not because all health problems, all financial problems are going to be removed. No, in the midst of, of, of health problems, of financial problems, in the, in, the, in the midst of relationships, Jesus promises that he will give peace, a supernatural peace. Jesus' Christmas gift is peace of heart and mind. Jesus really levels up a principle that's all through Scripture, one that is found in, uh, in Isaiah chapter 26.3. And if you have a, a verse to memorize, I would suggest you memorize this one. I, I love this one. I love this one. Isaiah 26.3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you, you will keep in perfect peace. Uh, the Old Testament defines peace as shalom. That's, not, that's more than just uh, peace of, of heart and mind. It's, it's an inner peace. It, it's a peace of, of, of the whole being. And it's interesting, perfect peace actually is defined as shalom, shalom. In other words, it's going to be perfect shalom, shalom, shalom. You're going to have this perfect peace that comes around you. And so, so wait, how do you get this? How do you get this? He said, for all who trust in him, all whose thoughts are fixed on you, thoughts. So you know because of this, the battle of peace is in your mind, not in your troubles. The battle for peace is in your mind, not in your troubles. You know what? Whenever my mind wanders into untruths, unhealthy places, my peace is stolen just in a second, right? You know that. Come on, don't you? You know that the moment your mind goes to things that, uh, that are unhealthy, peace is gone. It's just up in smoke. But when your mind is completely resting, completely leaning on Jesus, on his presence and his perspective, peace comes. The, the, the word in Hebrew, to fix, means to lean on completely, not just sort of lean on a bit, just like, uh, lean on completely, right? You will have shalom, shalom, if you lean on completely your mind on God's presence, his perspective. So my question for you today is what's your mind fixed on? Come on, let's be real, okay? What is your mind fixed on? If you have idle time, what does your mind spin on? Does it spin on COVID fears that consume your mind? Does it spin on, on political divisions that consume your mind? Uh, does it spin on what's going wrong in the world right now? I know me just saying that is not healthy for you because now you're thinking about what's going wrong in the world right now because that is what your mind can snap to so easily. God did not say you will have perfect peace when your mind is fixed on CBC or CNN or even Fox News. It's not just any kind of things that you're looking at in this world. It's when your mind is fully leaning on Jesus. You will not find peace if your mind is fixed on your future, find mind is fixed on your financial problems or the bad news from the doctor. There is no peace there. You know that annoying person on social media? When your mind is fixed on them, your peace is 
nowhere in sight. Here's a little secret. You know what you do? <laughs> what you do, you get up, get really holy and go, I'm going to unfollow that annoying person in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Boom. And just gone, and it's gone. And you'll find a little bit of peace in your life. All right? Because peace does not happen when your mind is fully leaning on other things. But when our minds are fixed, leaning on his presence and his perspective, peace is promised. So what did Jesus' coming have to do with that? Well, this adventure of a living relationship with God can bring us peace because Jesus said, listen, I, I'm going to send you my Holy Spirit. He's going to come into you, and there's going to be a closeness so much that he will lead you to me and, and my peace. The Holy Spirit is so aligned with, with Jesus that sometimes the Spirit is, is called the Spirit of Christ. And so the Holy Spirit promises to give you the desires and the power to move and change your life, to, to move and change your mind. Christians, I want you to experience this right now. I'm not sure if you're sitting in front of a Christmas tree or, you know, have the kids running around. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to breathe deep and just start to fix your mind on Jesus. I'm not sure if you just need to think of him in the manger. Think of him, think about Mary and Joseph, those shepherds, trying to spin their mind. Just think about that. Maybe you need to ask God some things. Maybe you need to assume some things and you can say, my, my God, you are so good because, why are you so good to me? Remind me of your goodness, God. You know what? Still yourself and ask him that. Lean fully on Jesus. And you will hear him whisper to you. Say, why, why are you so good to me? Because I love you. Because you're the apple of my eye. Because I want to spend eternity with you. This is why I'm so good to you. Maybe you want to ask God, your love is always secure for me. I know the Bible says so. How do I know your love is always secure for me? Because I died for you. Because I gave everything I had for you. That's how much I love you, Dave. And things could go wrong. There could be a service that you want to have filled with people, but it's online only. Great. But if I lean fully, fix my mind fully on Jesus, his shalom, shalom is there. Let me try one more. God, I, I, you say I don't need to fear. Why don't I need to fear? Just ask him that. Father, why don't I need to fear? Because I'm with you. Because <laughs> I'm with you, I will help you. Surely I will strengthen you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. <laughs> That's good. But, but, but God, what? But I'm with you. I am with you. 
When I am weak, he is my strength. When I am hurting, he is my counselor. The Prince of Peace came at Christmas time. Why? Because Jesus came here in order for a relationship to be opened up of intimacy with us that we can receive God's peace immediately. The moment we reach out our hearts and minds to him, his peace, his presence, be aware of it. His perspective as he talks to you, it will change your mind. And allow that conduit of peace to come. I'm going to ask our worship team to come on up again. We sing uh, a couple more uh, Christmas songs. I want us in these next few minutes just to thank God. I want you to say thank you, Jesus, for your presence, your perspective, and your peace. It's there for anyone who has ears to hear and is willing to lean fully their thoughts on him. Let's thank him. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Sometimes it, it's palpable. I can sense it. In dark times, I can sense your peace. Thank you for your perspective, God. When I ask, what should I think? You, you remind me of forgiveness. You remind me that you are still in control. You remind me of your perspective. And as a gift to me, O oh, Prince of Peace, you give peace. I pray that for my people. I pray that for everyone who's tuned in. I pray that this Christmas that we can take a moment and truly lean fully, trusting you, God, and let our mind fully be fixed on you. Give us that gift at Christmas in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's bring on some more Christmas music.